Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It is the podcast that invites you to come find yourself so you can listen to this and go, thank God for that. It's not just me. And I can speak to you and say, no, it is not just you. It is also me. So marvellous day today. I had a speaking gig for a cyber security company. Cybermen, sorry if anyone has got little Doctor Who tremor there. <laughs> Cybermen, I was so terrified by the Cybermen when I was small. But these were cyber people, and uh, they're very nice. And they had their meeting upstairs in a gin palace, essentially, or a distillery, I think you call it, which um, had this fantastic meeting room that had a wall of whiskey. Love it. So I was kind of challenged with whether I could, well, my brief was come and talk about security in the tech sector. Give us your, give us your unique view. (laughs) And uh, I only had 20 minutes and my unique view included um, cervical screening. And for those of you that have seen me speak at a tech event, you'll know the cervical screening story. Uh, Cervical screening, Uh, cyber attacks on secondary schools and social mobility. Look at that. Alliteration, even though it was two C's and an S. So um, how much of it do I tell you without giving anything away or giving everything away? The thing that I will share with you is um, an observation that I've had recently, very recently, that kind of fitted in. Let's see. Let's see if you are in agreement with this. Um, there are some schools that have been breached over the, well, over, like for years and years, like cyber breaches happen a lot in schools and they happen a lot in schools because they don't have the funding, the staffing or the infrastructure to properly protect their networks in a way that a commercial business or <laughs> I was going to say government organization, uh, public sector but I mean Christ remember the NHS being hacked via fax machines Um, but they simply haven't got the resource the money the people to properly protect their infrastructure and their infrastructure is awash with probably the worst thing you could have on a technology infrastructure and that's teenagers and we know that teenagers are better at tech than teachers are so I'll give you a little example of this. Um, when our local school went into lockdown, and I think it was the second time when they're like, yeah, going to have to do schooling, teaching provision while the kids are at home. And the schools went, oh, it's fine. We'll be fine because we've got Teams. Let me tell you, as a former Microsoft employee, Teams ain't gonna help you because as we have already established children are better at technology than teachers and this goes way back to back in the day when the teacher used to wheel in the television on a great big frame and then plug it in so you could watch BBC schools now they could just about manage that but when the video recorder came into play the poor teacher would be going, I, I, don't, I don't understand what to do. And some six-year-old would go, give it here, miss. I'll make it work. So, um, and something I think I've spoken about before in our computing lessons, it must have been at secondary school, we had these monitors 
and they were essentially television monitors so I used to tune mine into the young doctors because that was the time that we had our lesson when young doctors was on the telly which must have been at about mm, I want to say half past one two o'clock something like that young doctors or there was another program in Australia the Sullivans oh my god the Sullivans so kids are better at tech than teachers and we were in a situation where the school said it's gonna be all right because we've got teams and all the parents who work in um, soft-handed jobs all the white collar workers all the white collar workers everyone who worked in tech went this is not going to be all right because i can tell you i use teams and sharepoint and all the other <laughs> triumvirate of terrible technologies and it ain't gonna work. And guess what happened? Let me tell you, I will tell you what happened. So uh, the kids have to have their very first assembly uh, online in lockdown. And it's a wacky races approach because what the teachers didn't know was that the Teams instance that the school had and the way in which they had it set up maxed out at something like 230 attendees. So you had groups of parents WhatsApping each other and kids Snapchatting each other going, are you in the assembly? I can't get in. Are you in the assembly? I can't get in. And parents watching the assembly or the farce that was the assembly over their children's shoulders going, I told you it wouldn't work. Um, but the worst problem wasn't the fact that hmm, only 20% of the pupils and staff could get in. No, the problem was that it had been set up in such a way that anybody could control the meeting. Q, <laughs> um, trying to pick a name that's not going to make anyone get told off. I don't know. Daniel is now the host. Teachers being muted, pupils spotlighting themselves, and I'm not even getting started on the chat. So when things like this happen, you know that if there is a breach, and you can't even get teams to work properly. You know that network is bloody full of holes and it's been taken down more than once. And my view is that we need to be honest. And I do a lot of work with cyber companies um, and I do a lot of work that involves understanding what the big technology vendors are planning to do, what their aims and ambitions are and how companies need to think about cyber security and it's become about cyber resilience you have to just accept that you will be breached at some point and i think ibm called it being breach ready breach ready uh which is what you would do if a, if a plane was going to crash isn't it breach breach um so if you work for a corporate organization you will know this you know you have to just assume that you're going to be hacked it's about how do you respond to that it's about being resilient now in the school sector based on my limited knowledge it is more akin to a toddler who is being toilet trained and has decided that they don't want to use the potty yeah because they know if they get caught out there's going to be shame involved so and i say this because thinking about how the kids have been saying oh yeah we've been saying to the teachers 
there's been a breach, not there's been a breach, they won't say that, they say we've been hacked. And you know how if you've got a young child that's being toilet trained and you find them, you've been looking around your house, you've been checking in all the rooms, you know there's something not quite right in your domain, you're thinking about who has privileges and access, you're working out whose behaviour seems out of the ordinary. And these are all principles of cybersecurity. Is this usual for my small child to not be within sight? Is it normal for them to be suddenly very, very quiet? Can I establish that something is wrong? Does it feel like, do I get sense that something is wrong? And when you're in your domain and you're you think something's wrong because you think something doesn't smell quite right. What could it be? Is it me? Have I have I have I left a, a, a crack in the toilet door? Have I have I left a gap, a hole in our network? Have I left a door open? Well, no, no, it's not me because I'm properly trained in doing things like that. So you go on the hunt, and then you discover that here is this person trusted person in your household and this is where most cyber breaches come down to it's the behavior of an individual who has privileges on your network someone's plugged a usb in someone's clicked on an email link someone's forwarded something to their external hotmail account someone's used a whatsapp group to share a password somebody's got poor password hygiene these are all ways in which Hackers will find a way in because someone on the inside has done something wrong. So you found what's gone wrong and then you say to the little one, have you had an accident? And they go, no, no, I haven't had an accident. No, no, it wasn't. No, no. And this has been the response apparently of some of the, um, some of the staff. The kids have said, we've been hacked, haven't we? And the response like, is no, 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 we haven't. No, we haven't been hacked. No, nobody said, who told you that? We all know. It's okay, you know, don't be ashamed, it's all right, but what you must do is acknowledge what has happened and take the appropriate steps to stop it from happening again. And if you can't do it yourself, you have to find a grown-up to help you. So I'm hopeful that any educational establishment that has found itself compromised goes to find a grown-up that can help and if you're looking for one I can recommend I think I can yeah I think I can name they're called cyber crowd they're very good um I very much enjoyed spending time with them today so um I mean we spent nearly 10 minutes on that I reckon will that do does that feel like a nice it does, doesn't it? This is a full episode. And actually, actually, I will close it off with something that is also related, happened today, and makes me think about security. Made me think about security. Two things happen, actually. So um, selling, uh, selling something on eBay and uh, had a message from somebody that's, that's got very involved in, can you tell me all these extra things? I'm, yes, I can tell you all these extra things. And then they've uh, made a remark on how little this item has been used. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm not asking for your judgment. I just want your money. 
Um, and then they said, oh, can I please come and have a look on Saturday? I'm quite busy, but I can move things around. So if I can find a time, can I come to your house and visit? Can you give me your address? And I thought, no, you cannot have my address and come round and try and A, uh, haggle or B, case the joint. No, thank you. And I was telling my daughter this and she went, oh, yeah, something happened to me on Depop where a person asked for my email address. And you see people out there, bad actors, trying to find the gaps in your network, trying to exploit you. So what do I hope for you? I hope you don't have anything compromised. That's what I hope. Change your passwords. Don't just add another number on the end. Be safe, be secure, be cyber resilient. <laughs> Thanks for being here for the podcast. A little bit different today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you know some people in technology, give it a share with them. See what they think. And I'll be back with you tomorrow.